everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yes, this week we watched episodes 7 and 8 of Worst of Evil. Yes! <laughs> I... Okay. Well, Play on K classic, I'm going to start at the very end. We got the very end scene, which I assume is the start of the battle that we saw at the very beginning of this K-drama. So you were right on the money. Episode 9 is going to be where where we were supposed to start all of this. Wild. (laughs) You're so good at guessing. I should go to Vegas. I just know the patterns. I've got pattern recognition, (laughs) like very high pattern pattern recognition. It comes with ADHD. (laughs) It's a superpower, and I'm so proud of you. Oh... I'm not ready, though. I'm too emotionally invested now, because I actually am enjoying this show. Like, no offense to the first few episodes, but they were maybe a bit too much for me. And now I really, really like it. I So, I agree. I I Uh-oh. do like it more. I don't know. I, I'm going to say this for both of the dramas that we've been reviewing, because we also have been doing our Al- like Alchemy of Souls Season 2 as a separate review. So, we're watching two dramas right now. And uh, I'll just say it right now for kind of both of them. I feel so like maybe I don't have it. Maybe it's moving. Maybe it's um, just being very, maybe it's like the daylight changing and feeling like there's not enough hours in the day and being a little bit more tired all the time. I just feel like I do not have enough brain space to handle everyone's shit like i'm just kind of done with everyone constantly in both of the dramas that we're watching like someone brings some drama to the table literally what they're here for they're korean dramas that's (laughs) that's what this whole podcast is as if i don't love it right it's like i do i'm in a weird headspace and so someone brings some insane drama to the table and i'm like can you just calm down can you oh, just no. like be normal? Like the police brutality scene where I was like, Ooh. oh my god. <laughs> That's fair. I think that was really hard to deal with until he got out. And then the only reason Geechul didn't question it too much was being like, oh, clearly you were like beat to a pulp and then they let you go because they that was the wrong thing to do. They're not supposed to just beat you. And so they probably got in trouble. And then they let you go. So we'll just write that off. We will no questions asked why you got to beat up a cop and then just walk the next day. I was like, oh, okay. Um, So Junmo was thinking 10 steps ahead of where I was thinking. I was just watching a police beat someone up and being like, I want this to end. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Um, All of the cops in this are super, super rough, except uh, Weejong, who, like, we love infinitely infinitely she can do no wrong she can do no wrong she's our favorite character and uh which we also need to circle back on because it's like the the, (laughs) it's like they said what's the worst love triangle we can think of how can we make it how can we add another person to this shit mess (laughs) how can we make this so much worse but i feel like maybe i'm just working with what i got I really enjoy it now. I enjoy how torturous the the love mess is where we get the scene where Junmo's taking Miss Lee on their little date and Wee Jung walks up like, 
hey guys, I'm going on a date too. Like, <laughs> it's so convoluted, but it's so painful that I liked it. I thought it was really good. Oh, I hate it. I well, I'm so and, no, and that like that scene was almost better than like the respective makeout scenes, especially oh, the one with Junmo and Bibi. <laughs> Bro, that was painful. That, that was, was painful. Awful. It's just so... Because that, like, brings in a whole other... Le- when you start adding in aspects of emotions like love and romance, for me, it kind of transcends, like, undercover work in that... And we've talked about it before, where there's a certain level of consent, informed consent that needs to happen when you're... This time for sure Craig is home. This time for sure Craig is home. (laughs) Um, But there will be dogs just barking in the background. I'm so sorry. But anyway, yeah, there's a level of like informed consent that goes into entering into these emotional situations where even if we're saying like, okay, but it's just like to maintain cover it still feels really rough to be like, oh no, these are real people's feelings. about people that they do not know are not the people that they're supposed to be. That's fair. I think I got that way with the scene where he lets a man die. Um, (laughs) He lets the detective die. It felt very like, I know, it seems like the whole premise is that they're writing the rule book for undercover work and that they'll figure this out next time. But it sucks that he had no idea how to save that man and save himself. It was very like, this guy, if if I let this guy get away, I'm dead. And that desperation gave him severe tunnel vision that he was like, all I can see is the paperwork. All I can see is these documents. I literally shoved a man off when he begged me to save his life. And that's not what I'm about. I'm not that guy. And like, that is the stuff that scars you forever, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah. that That's one of those moments where it really gets complicated to be doing the un- undercover work. And it's been so long that he was faced with moments of... Is he going to become a murderer for this? Is this the moment he becomes a murderer to maintain his cover? Is this the p- moment he becomes a murderer to maintain his cover? And this was it. This, we've had the moment. We've had so many of the moments. In a way, it's better that it wasn't him having to shoot someone in the face. Yeah, marginally. Yeah. But, but yeah, I felt, or I feel like that's somewhat equivalent to them cheating on their spouses and being like, I don't know that I signed up for this part exactly. Um, Didn't sign up for murder. Didn't sign up for sleeping with people. <laughs> like, can he get out now? Can he leave? Can he actually... Can you just go? Because this has gotten really bad. This has gotten bad. Um, I was really glad, though, for the fact that we finally got Weijong, um being like... We we got a very gratifying moment of her being like, you need to be better cops. You are risking my husband's life. So if this is what we're doing, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> yes! Oh, so gratifying to be like, he needs backup. He needs people. He doesn't need my phone calls saying everything's going to be okay. That's stupid. 
He needs people in there protecting him, watching his back while he works with some of the most dangerous people in all of Asia. Okay? Like, yes, queen. You are so right. Yet again. Once again, coming in with the facts. Yeah, she is the best character. By far. Yeah. I I don't know if I expected her to go along with Gichol's affection as far as she did. I like it's unfair, but she has so much more power over him than Junmo has over Miss Lee. Where yeah. like obviously he was gonna have to sleep with her to be like, I guess my job is this important. Like it sucks. I don't know. There's a question mark on that one. But Wee Jung has all the power in the relationship. Like she she has not given him anything. And Gichol is still like, I'm in love with you. You're my everything. You are my forever. Yeah. Yep. That's the, that's where it, to me, it gets kind of nauseating because there's like that lack of consent on the end of, like, like Gichol is, yes, completely in love. And at least with Junmo and I have not learned the character's name. So I keep calling her BB. Oh, Miss Lee. Miss Lee. We've got Miss Lee and Junmo. But they're not, like, admitting love to each other, right? There's not, like, someone's world coming to an end there. It's really just, it's like she's attracted to him and he's like, I've got to play the game here. Unfortunately, I don't want to. It feels bad. It's a bad feel all around. But, like, I'm playing the game versus, like, actual admissions of, like, I love you. I want to be with you. I love you for exactly who you are. I don't care that your job is risky. I can overlook it. Like the hope, the hope and love that you're putting in another human being who sucks. Like, Kichol is a bad person, but. (laughs) Oh, I didn't think of it though, but that's really interesting that maybe this is my misconception, but I would generally think that a male, a a traditionally male presenting person like Gichol would be after sex, whereas someone more classically female like Miss Lee would be looking for the romantic connection. It's really cool of this show to be like, no, no, no. Women want sex too and men want love. Okay? We can have that. That's maybe (laughs) progressive for us. Here we go. I like it. But yeah, it's it's fucked up for sure. What's happening? Everyone is sad. And this poor married couple is like, how how long do we have to play the game for? When is the timer going to run out? When are we free? Are we going to keep doing this? Or is this going to be forever? It feels like it's going to be forever. But maybe it's not after tonight. I don't know. There are four more episodes, which I, at the end of episode eight, fully convinced myself there were only 10 episodes because I was like, this has to be end game. You have to set me free. Like, Junmo's cover is almost blown. He's getting in with all the key players of China. Like, things are moving fast. We can clean this up in two episodes. Yeah, Let's do Kichol it, guys. Is getting cut out of everything. He's losing his empire and he doesn't yeah. really fully know it yet. His name is on everybody's list. Like, he's going down for sure, and yet we have four more episodes. Like, what are we going to do? Let's not focus on the romance anymore. (laughs) I can't. My heart is breaking, in the best way, but also, it's too long if it's four more episodes of them cheating on their spouses. Yeah. 
for the sake of the government? Yeah. <laughs> Why ever? Why ever? <laughs> no. No. Absolutely honey. not. This will Absolutely not do. Not me. <laughs> not for me. Thank you. Yeah, not. Not for the government, and definitely not for the cops. No. (laughs) So, let's figure out, let's pivot for these next four episodes. Though, I don't know what that looks like, because it's it's going down. The big war is going down. The big war is happening. Um, I feel like we... I'm not gonna lie to you, I do feel like all of a sudden I don't have a bunch to talk about, but the next thing that comes to mind is Knife... Knifeman? Knife guy. The knife guy. Yeah. Chief Yeah. He is pretty much the guy now, to the extent that the other guy was getting kicked out, was getting dethroned, and he was there to just push buttons and start fights. Oh my god. That, uh, that scene and the, one of the last scenes in, in the, like, war with Machete Guy just, like, chopping some dude. I was like... These special effects guys are having a ball. I am not. I am not having a good time. Please don't cut that guy's face <laughs> with a big shard of glass. I don't like it. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Even though we don't like Jung Bae because he was the prime let's expose Junmo candidate. He was the one who was campaigning for it. He was going out of his way to cause problems. It's hard. I wasn't even really that against him as the guy who wanted to expose Jun Mo. But the second that Gichol was like, I also know that you've been undermining this whole thing and embezzling funds and lying to me. I was like, kill him. Kill him. He's out. He's out of our group. Loyalty is all we have. <laughs> like, we thought you were doing this because you were loyal, but you were doing all these other things that are very much opposite of being loyal. Yeah, this show has one thing going for it, and it is loyalty and brotherhood, okay? And if you betrayed that, you're out. You're dead to me. So that was nice. They gave me something. They didn't just make it Junmo setting up Jungbae and being like, and then he gets kicked out. (laughs) I think I'd feel pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, similar to Endgame being... Gichel either dying or being put in prison for the rest of his life. It's like, I feel bad, but not like that bad. He's pretty terrible. But Jungbei being framed for a bunch of, for being a rat and then not being a rat, I would have been bummed if that was it. Yeah. It does feel better that he was ultimately a rat. That feels, it feels like a slightly less jagged pill that the Brotherhood is being dismantled. The Brotherhood of evil like they again they're not good people but here i am like oh, it's all poor, we have poor Gichol. <laughs> he's losing all his friends look at his sad beautiful face his sad beautiful face but that scene when he's talking with junmo and i can't even remember what they were talking about oh it was junmo Yet again, just being like, I'm super stoked for this drug deal. Like, after he had just killed a man and he's, like, high as shit, probably. Just off of adrenaline. Being like, I just watched a man die. And he's like, I'm gonna go do this drug deal. I'm going on this date with this lady. And the expressionless Gichol sitting there, staring right through him, was so eerie. Oh my god. Gichol is losing it understandably but yeah that was i was like oh is junmo about to be murdered just for being 
enthusiastic at a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And I don't blame Gichol. It's about time he starts questioning everything and everyone around him. Yeah. Literally everyone. But the thing about him is that he will question everyone except Wee Jung, who is the person most actively working against him. Oh my god. The scene when he's putting the necklace on her and her eyes are just set on that ocean. Like, I'm about to kill a man. Like, he's not going to get me first. (laughs) Oh my god. Give them all Oscars. I know that's not what TV is for what awards TV actors get, but still, give them the Oscars. Every one of them. Every one of them gets an Oscar for (laughs) Best Actor. (laughs) Please. They deserve it. Oh, yeah. Sorry I got distracted from Knife Guy. His arc is pretty cool. It's horrifying, but pretty cool. Yeah, I really... He has so far been, like, the loyal guy. I almost wondered if something would come up where he would, um... Uh, I wondered if something would come up where he would be the one that was embezzling money. Oh, that's fair. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Where he is crawling up the ladder after all of this time, only to find out that we put our trust in the two wrong people, right? Because it's like, you've got Junmo, who is not who he says he is, and you've Obviously, he's literally like, I'm going to take down this whole organization from the inside as a cop undercover. And then, yeah, I almost I thought it would have been very interesting if on the flip side of that, uh, Knifeman was was the, I guess, evil counterpart to that, where he was like, I'm also going to take it down because I've been here for too long and received too little or something but I'm taking it down for the bad reasons, like the wrong reasons. Yeah, because I want to be the kingpin. I want to be on top. So I'll take it down for that reason. It's like, oh, we can't support that. That's just greed. Yeah, that's greedy. But so far, he seems pretty loyal. They haven't really given us anything to work with that he for sure is, you know, anything but Kichol's guy. Yeah. Okay, I just said that maybe Chief So might be greedy. I want to talk a little bit about Gichol's dream of being, like, owning this city, this, like, section of the city. He's doing, like, an urban redevelopment project or something, and he's like, I want to go straight edge, straight arrow. I want you to support me in my move to becoming just a regular businessman. How do... Do we feel like that's true at all because he's also making this giant meth deal? Absolutely not. If that were true, he would not be literally begging China to give him meth. Like, let me be the meth guy. Let me (laughs) spread the drugs around. And that was his whole plan initially too, right? Where he was like, when he brought it to the guy that he ultimately murdered, the, the old mob boss, who was, he was like, we're not only going to own this part of the city, but we're going to do so by distributing drugs. And it's like, you can't just make yourself the number one like drug kingpin in Gangnam and then also say, all right, we did it. We own Gangnam thanks to drugs. Now let's take the drugs out. Like That's not <laughs> how it's ever going to work. Fair. Yeah. It's just, I just want to believe it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I get it. Because he's beautiful and I want him to be a good guy who goes yeah. good and we love him and he becomes best friends. But, like, I think we're pretty far off of the could ever be best friends with Junmo. I do oh, not think we're sure. getting a Fast and Furious type storyline. Like, we are oh, not no. <laughs> doing, like, the family, right? It's all I want. I'm so genuinely in love with the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, I just love those movies. (laughs) Me too. And this is all I want, is people to be found families, okay? I don't want this level of betrayal and espionage and just nobody telling the truth to anybody ever. It hurts my feelings. It's bad. It's bad. It's the worst of evil. (laughs) (laughs) She did it. She did it for me. (laughs) I promised every episode we would say, oh, okay. Oh, oh, look at through my notes. Do you remember the scene where Gichol takes Weijong hostage and just like brings her to a room and is like, I just want to stare at you for an hour. Like she was fully aware of what was going on, right? I guess so. Yeah. And then, because no, just... nobody in their right mind would just do that, would just go yeah, along with that. Like, obviously, obviously they weren't just going to look at each other. <laughs> like, you can like a guy a lot, and you would not be comfortable if he just brought you to an empty cafe and was like, there's nobody here, it's just you and me, we're going to sit in silence and stare at each other for an hour. You're the dude is <laughs> unhinged, unhinged. Such a problem. It's not okay behavior. Nope. Just tell her she's in danger. Like, she knows yeah. already. But, like, just be honest about it. Yeah. Just be like, hey, pretty sure you've been betraying me. And then when it turns out not to be true, you can be like, I'm just kidding. I've loved you th- my whole life. <laughs> I've never questioned anything you've ever said or done. Okay? Like, oh, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I don't yeah. know how I would react. It's one of those things where it's like, what's the risk of just letting her go, right? Like, just stop pursuing her. Like, the only reason she's ever anywhere near you and your shit is because you ask her on dates. Like, what, I guess, I guess to me, like, her involvement didn't feel high enough stakes where she knew that much about anything that it felt like justifiable for him to murder someone he supposedly loves other than like yeah he's a really unhinged person who would have felt betrayed and wanted to like hurt her because she hurt him but like other than that i guess there's part of me where it's like if if everything he's doing is for her whatever and he's like so obsessed with her that he's willing to stop talking to the brotherhood about important things and keeping them updated. I guess to me it just doesn't track that then the next logical step is to murder her instead of just being like, we can't meet anymore and you don't know anything about anything, so just fucking get lost. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he could kill her for two reasons. One, I do think he genuinely loves her in like a non like definitely psychotic in its own way, but not enough to be like, I loved you and you betrayed me, so I kill you. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's quite that unhinged. I don't know. I guess we'll find out probably by the end of the show. But also, I think he's smart enough to not kill one of the most decorated police officers in Korea who's been hanging out with him a lot. 
At the very, yeah, absolute bare minimum, it's just stupid, and he's not a stupid person. Yeah, but it still gives me chills when they're alone in that cafe, and he's just staring at her, and then when they're at the beach, and you're like, he's deaf. He's not going to shoot her in the back of the head. He's not a coward, right? Is he about to choke her with this necklace? Or? Is he going to choke her to death? <laughs> but, uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe I give, maybe I have too much faith in him being like, he's not the type to kill a person from behind. He's not the type to be like, turn around and then I'll kill you. Even if it's the love of his life. Yeah. Because, yeah, also, if we go by the, like, someone I love so much betrayed me, so they must die logic it doesn't track because he literally had his second in command in these episodes betray him and he found out about a bunch of stuff he was pulling and what a problem he was that and he's just been sitting on this information and he didn't have him murdered either so it's That's like fair. it just doesn't track that that is his go-to thing when he feels betrayed I, th- I feel like the only reason he would kill someone, because no one was also closer to the business than Jungbei. So it's like, that would have made more sense to have like shot him in the face, to be like, yeah. n- you will never have a chance to tell anyone about what's going on. You won't even have a chance. Let's go to the beach. Now you turn around. Yeah. Let's do this. Like <laughs> I'm going to put a necklace on you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a choker. Ah. <laughs> no. Classic 90s necklace jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it did still feel tense when he's like yeah. walking up behind her and she's got she's got that look in her eyes like, I'm ready to pull the trigger. My guy. <laughs> I'm not going to get caught. <laughs> Good for you. Don't get caught. <laughs> I think I have one last thing. Did Junmo leave his lighter at the scene of the detective jumping off the roof. Because we it's a gold lighter, which could be anybody's. But the detective who beat him up found a gold lighter at the crime scene, literally like four feet away from the body. I know it was under something, but come on, detectives. Let's put in 5% more effort into looking at this crime scene. He found it in 1.5 seconds. And I was like, hmm, what an interesting lighter. Once again, shoddy police work. Come on, on everybody's front, on June Mo's front, <laughs> on the, the crime scene investigator's front, everyone's doing a bad job. Everyone's doing a terrible job. Yeah, that was, I didn't really know what to make of that because there was a part of me that was trying to remember back to the scene where Knifeman and Junmo are standing on the roof talking about feeling like they were on the outside, like they were the outsiders and they were having a smoke. And it's it's one of their lighters. It, so it's either, okay. I feel like it's going to be tra- traced back to Junmo or maybe, I want to, I keep calling him Knife Guy or Knife Man. Last <laughs> week I knew his name. And then, yeah, we also do Chief Seo a lot. But I want to say it's like Jung Rule? Rule? That sounds right, because it's really hard. Yeah, it's like a lot of um, vowel noises. That our American tongues are not prepared for. Yeah, that we have a hard time um, hitting all those vowel sounds, especially with our southwestern drawl. (laughs) It's entirely our fault, you guys. We're sorry. (laughs) He's just going to be knife guy. It's so much easier for us. It's so much 
much easier. Um, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, I think it's got to be one of theirs. It's going to be tracked back to one of those guys. That's fair. It kind of seemed similar to the gold watches, where it's like the Gangnam Union all have the same watch and the same lighters. So it might be just a member of the gangs, but I feel like we've seen Junmo pass his lighter around so much in the past few episodes that I was like, someone's gonna be like, that's Junmo's lighter. But to your point, yeah, we've seen other people's lighters, so maybe they are all the same. Yeah, and if they are, then yeah, it's almost impossible to track back because it's like, we all have the same lighter here, and it's like, well, who's missing theirs? And it's like, well, I am, but I give it to everyone, so. Yeah, I gave it to Miss Lee. (laughs) My bae. Okay. <laughs> I was really glad she let him go. Like I know I know that he's a powerful dude, but I also she just has so much more power in that relationship. If she was like, um, Mr. Jungie Chol is getting murdered tonight, sorry about it, but we're still sleeping together. Like they would still have to sleep together. It's her decision completely, and that's dark. It's dark to say, but I love her a little bit for being like And I know that he's your boy, and the reason I fell so in love with you is because you're so in love with him. So go to him. Go. Go. Save him. But don't, because that actually goes against what I want, but I don't know. Yeah, it's very like, you can just go die, I guess, if that's your level of loyalty. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with the (laughs) machete guy. Good luck with Machete Guy. I think that's all my thoughts. These were extra long episodes, so maybe we went a little longer, but hopefully we're right at that, right at that beautiful 30 minutes. I think so. I think we got it. Nailed it. If you are hearing this episode, it means that next week we're going to skip an episode because I bought a house and I'm moving. Woo! Boop, 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 boop. So, um, yes, I need time to panic and like it's like i'm not using my time wisely but um what i really need is like whatever last minute hours my brain will start to actually do the work that needs to be done to like clean and pack and everything so every hour counts yeah so no show next week but if in the meantime you want to contact us you can do so at playokpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or we also have our website where you can sign up for newsletters, find links to our affiliates, and also our Patreon, and that's all at playonk.com. You can go directly to our Patreon if you want to get some bonus content and support the show at patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, and then we have our very freest way to support the podcast, and that is rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you listen. But especially if you uh, have any kind of Apple account and you want to go on Apple Podcasts, that's what the algorithms look at first. Yeah, and finally, we are on social media, though we don't use it too much. We're on Instagram at Podcast, on the app previously known as Twitter, at Play on K and on TikTok at Play on K underscore Emily. We will see you in two weeks for the next two episodes of The Worst of Evil. Yeah, K bye. K bye. Bye bye.